church, we're going to pray and then we're going to read from God's word, Genesis 22. Father, thank you for your word. And Lord, we pray today that you would enable us to lay down our lives as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable, pleasing to you, which is our reasonable service after all you've done for us. Lord, we just pray that we will honour you in this season of our lives to bring you glory. We thank you for Abraham's story that inspires us to live in sacrificial faith also. Lord, we just pray today you will help us to lean into you and learn from your word. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Let's read from Genesis 22. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain that I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place where God had told him. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I go with the boy over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place that God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on the top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram, caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and on the sand in the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants and they set off together for Beersheba and Abraham stayed at Beersheba and the Lord blessed the reading of his most holy word. You know this morning as I bring this series to a conclusion I hope and pray that we all will 
see that goal that we all have in our lives and that goal is the end goal is that we will live an eternity with the father the bible talks about a city of whom god is the architect of and we look forward to that day we know that's the end goal we know also that in the process that god is working on us that we might become more and more like the Lord Jesus. That is the end goals for our lives. And however, we also know that there's a lot of twists and turns in this life to that place. Sometimes there's curveballs thrown at us as well. And, and that's why we call this series Not Knowing But Trusting. Yes, we know the end goal, but we also know that on the journey, it can be sometimes a real measure of faith stepping out into the unknown as we journey along with the Lord. But I do hope and pray also that we are coming and working on our lives to be men and women of God who are living with sacrificial faith, which is a, the, the, basically the title of our message this morning, that we all can lay down our lives and everything that God asks us to because we have the faith to know that God will see us through, that we can say, like Abraham here, when God calls us and calls our name, that we can say, with Abraham and others as well, here I am. You know, the NIV reads the first verse and says that sometime later, God tested Abraham and he said to Abraham, when he said to Abraham, Abraham replied, here I am. But I love the English Standard Version of this. And it says, after these things, God tested. After these things. You know and I know that Abraham had a backstory, don't we? We know that there was a lot of stuff went on in Abraham's life to take him up to this amazing test of his faith in God. And at times in his journey, his spiritual journey, he took steps forward, then he took steps back. At times he didn't take any steps at all or didn't move quick enough. And along the way, yet Abraham is now at this place where he has been tested in his faith with God. The word test here in the Hebrew basically is nissa, and it means to prove. It means to prove the value or the quality or the worth of something. You know, when Satan comes to try you, he comes to try and pull the worst out of you. But when God comes to test you, he's testing you that the best will come forth in you. Your value in him will come forward. You know, loved one this morning, all of your backstory has brought you to this present point of your experience in God. And maybe today you're in a trial and you're in a test. Just know that all that you've come through in the past and how you've proved God in it will help you in this test of your character with God as well. And what you need to be doing today is keep your focus on him. Understand that God is working in you to bring the best out in you and the good in you and in your circumstance. So don't lose heart. Keep your focus on him and work with his plans and his purpose for you. Keep laying it all down at his feet. Everything, your trials, your tests, put it all at his feet and know that God will bring you through. This has definitely been a very testing time for us all to this pandemic. It's gone on a lot longer than we ever anticipated, 
But you know, for all of us and those who've really tried to put the roots down and to fellowship with Jesus, even though it has been so heart-wrenching not to be in and with the family of God, I believe if you've put your roots down into Jesus in this time, you will come out a stronger follower of Jesus also. You know, we're told here that Abraham was being tested, but Abraham didn't know that. He didn't know that he was going through a test. All he knew in the verse 2 was that he was to offer up his son as a sacrifice. This son who was the covenant promise. This son whom he loved. And by the way, this is the first mention in scripture ever of the word loved. And someone loving another. A father loving a son. This father was to take this son that he loved and to lay him down and sacrifice him. Can you just imagine the human emotions that were going on in his life just then? This son that the Lord had promised, he had waited 25 long, grueling years to have this son and to hold him. He had watched him now grow, and we think that he was probably by this stage a teenager, and he had watched his boy blossom and grow. And now this son, who was probably the apple of his mother's eye, God was asking him to go and sacrifice the person that the fulfillment of the promise was going to be in, his heir, his son. God was asking him now to sacrifice. I'm sure in the natural, Abraham must have been saying, Lord, what are you playing at? A big test. And you know, friends, it's still a big test for us today because Matthew 10 and 37 says this, anyone who loves their father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their daughter or their son more than me is not worthy of me. But look at Abraham's response. In verse 3 we see that he immediately does this. Remember, he had a backstory. After these things, Abraham had learnt along the way. That there was times when the Lord told him to do things, he wasn't quick to do them. He held off, he waited in places too long and went to places too long. But now we're seeing in Abraham this ability now that when God spoke, he would follow. Even if he couldn't logically follow God's command and work out what God was doing, he still put his trust in God, even though he couldn't always comprehend the will of God. Abraham was now on a three-day journey looking at this boy in the natural. I know as a father of two sons, you know, when you look at your boys and you love them so much and you look at their faces and you look at what they've become and you're so proud of them and you love every inch of them, I'm sure this father in the natural was in turmoil to think that he was being asked to sacrifice this son for these three days. And the natural, I'm sure, must have been so painful, but he was willing in the spiritual aspect of this to follow the Lord and to trust the Lord. And when you look here in verse five, we see another first. We see it's the first time it mentions worship. Basically, Abraham says to his servants that him and the boy would go up on the mountain and they would worship church. I think that's significant. 
Whatever your trial is today, whatever you're going through today, please go through it worshipping God. Make sure nobody steals your voice, robs the voice of you. You, in the midst of your trial, your temptations, your testing, please lift up that voice of praise because I tell you why, it will strengthen your soul. It will enlarge your heart. It will keep your focus on the one who will get you through what you're going through this day. You need to keep worship as you focus it will maintain your hope as you bow down because that's what worship is to bow down to kneel before him you're acknowledging him in the midst of it all you're acknowledging his worth in the midst of it all you're acknowledging that he will see you through your pain and even your loss and look at the next thing that Abraham says we will worship and then we will come back to you but Abraham was told to sacrifice his son there on the altar he had the knife he had the wood he had the fire but he also had the faith to believe because God had promised so therefore he had the faith to believe that even if he sacrificed his son that God would bring his son back to life again because he believed in the one who promised look at what Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 17 to 19 says By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promise was was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, It is through Isaac your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God would even raise the dead. And so in the manner of speaking, he received Isaac back from death in the test that Abram had he knew that his God was a supernatural all-powerful being and do you know what the amazing thing is here too church is this there is nowhere up to this stage in any of the accounts in scripture that there was ever anybody raised from the dead and yet Abraham accredited that he believed that God would raise his son from the dead I heard somebody saying recently what do you do when life feels illogical I'm sure this was illogical to Abraham but he was trying to follow through what do you do when life feels illogical well the answer is you get theological you start to think on the character of God and on the ability of God and that's what Abraham did he did not you know allow the circumstances to dictate to him but he believed in the promise of God in the book Killing Fields Living Fields which is a moving account of Christians who lived in Cambodia during the time of the uh, of Pol Pot and when people Christian people were basically being killed and slaughtered In fact, what they used to do was this. They would ask the Christians to dig a grave and then they would murder them and put them in that grave. And there's one story told by um, Don McCormick during this period in the 1970s of this one family and how they were taken to this field. And people, the villagers around them were watching and they were taken to this field and they were made to dig a grave. 
and the father just asked if they could be given a few moments to prepare themselves to die. And as this mother and father and their children all linked hands together, this father started to proclaim the gospel and asked the soldiers if they would commit their lives to Jesus and the villagers that were listening, that they would believe in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and the hope of Christ. And as they prayed, one of the, his wee boys ran and broke from the circle and ran away in fear. And the soldiers were going to go to get the wee fellow. But this father spoke with authority and said, No, allow me to call my boy back. And the villagers were watching intensely to see what was going to happen. And this father spoke out to his wee boy and he says this, What comparison, son, my son, he called out, stealing a few more days of life in the wilderness, a fugitive, Wretched and alone, to join in your family here momentarily around this grave, but soon around the throne of God, free forever in paradise. And a few moments later, from the bush, this wee boy emerged again and came and knelt down with his mum and dad, his brothers and sisters, and took their hand as they were slaughtered. Friends, here was a family who really knew how to embrace the promises of God. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution, famine, nakedness, danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death day long. We all considered a sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, church, if we believe that when we lay down our lives, if our lives are taken from us or we die of natural causes, that we lay down our lives, that God will lift our lives again and we will rise again to be with him. We need to have the faith to believe whatever God is calling us today to lay down, whatever person, whatever relationship, whatever we have that we know is keeping us back from our daily walk with God, whatever we need to lay down, that our God is able to help us live in this season. It may seem temporary and lack, but God is able to restore all. And God is able because he is enough for us. As young Isaac bears the wood of the sacrifice upon his shoulders, he asks the question to his father, where is the lamb for the sacrifice? And I don't think Abraham maybe knew that he was speaking prophetically at this point because he knew that he would have to sacrifice his son for his son to rise again. But he said that God would provide the lamb. God will provide. Jehovah Jireh. And you know, friends, in our lives, whatever we have to lay down for God, Often when we're asked to lay something down or to give something away, we often have a fear of lack that we won't get through. Maybe lack financially, maybe lack emotionally of support. But yet, friends, 
He is Jehovah Jireh. And when we come to his mountain, to his place, to his way, to his will, let me tell you, God provides for us in every single way. He is more than enough for you and for me. Do you ever wonder how young Isaac must have felt to see his father whom he knew loved him and that, you know, that he loved his dad standing above him, binding him to a bed of wood on an altar, how he must have felt to see his own dad raise a knife up before him. But let me take you back to verse 8 and the last part of that verse. It said, and the two of them went on together. Do you know, friends, that literally means the two of them walked in agreement. And what a difference in our life. No matter what we have to sacrifice, that when we walk in agreement to what the Lord wants for us, when we walk in agreement to his word, knowing that God loves us and he has his best for us. Most people think that Isaac was probably at this stage, at least in his teens, some in his 30s. Jophias says that he was 33 years of age, the same age as the Lord Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross. But we don't know for sure. But we probably can say that Isaac is, or sorry, Abraham is probably somewhere between 110 and 130 years of age. He was an old, old man. And Isaac would have been a young guy who would have been fast enough to have got away from his dad if he wanted to fight off his dad. But obviously he allowed his dad to bind him and put him on that that bed of wood. This young man laid down his life willingly. There was no mention of a struggle or fighting off Abraham or running off. And just as Abraham is raising this knife, the angel of the Lord speaks to him. As him raising the knife and his son basically yielding to the process, the angel of the Lord speaks and the angel of the Lord tells him not to lay a hand on his boy, not to do anything for him, because I know you fear God, because you have not withheld your son, your only son. You see, we see in the last verses, because of Abraham's faith, God then repeats the promise to him. Abraham displayed his heart to God by giving and being willing to lay down his son. And God displays his love to us by laying down his son, his only son for us also. John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I don't know if you've clicked on yet or you've realised as we've been talking about Isaac this morning, the similarities between Isaac and our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, both of them are miracle babies. Abraham and and Sarah were well in to their late years before they were able to have a baby. It was a miracle baby. And the Lord Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. A virgin, sorry. Promised, Isaac was promised. And 25 years later, 
he appeared. The Lord Jesus was promised from the garden when we fell into sin. And centuries later, he came after years of prophetic words, our Saviour came. The first time love is mentioned in the Bible, it's the love of the Father for his Son. And we've just quoted John 3 and 16. And God so loved us that he gave his Son for us out of love that we would live again. And both of them went willingly to be sacrificed. Isaac carried the wood for his sacrifice upon his shoulders. The Lord Jesus Christ carried the cross upon his shoulders. Both of them were sacrificed or would have been sacrificed. Abraham would have been sacrificed at Mount Moriah. Mount Moriah is where Jerusalem is built today. And it is thought that the peak is Golgotha, where the Lord Jesus Christ died. And both were delivered from death on the third day day. Church, our motivation for sacrificial faith should be down to this, that Jesus sacrificed himself for us out of love. And if he gave his best for us out of love, we need to give our best for him. You know, we're presently in the season of Lent. And during this period of time, many people traditionally will deny themselves some things to basically be able to identify with the Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus said in Luke 9 and 23, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. You see, friends, discipleship, is not just for one season in the Christian calendar. It should be daily. We daily need to lay down our lives to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. What is your cross? One preacher says it this way, your cross is where your will and the will of God crosses. Your cross is where your will and the will of God crosses. Your cross is the place where you can make a decision not to please yourself, but lay it all down for him. Can I give you a challenge in this season of Lent? What do you need to lay down to become a better follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, a better disciple of Christ? What do you need to lay down today to be that man or woman of God? Or what do you need to lay aside? What do you need to take your focus off to give your time to help that other part of that commission to make disciples of others? What do you need to lay down today to do so? Friend, if you're listening to this message today and as yet you have not given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, I hope you realise just how much the Lord loves you. He gave his only son for you sacrificially that your backstory could be forgiven, that you could come into new life with him, that you could be transformed and that you can be changed to be more like him and spend eternity with him. I want to share a story with you that I came across this week, which is just so apt because of the date of this Easter coming. It's about Charles Simeon an 18th, 19th century preacher 
in Cambridge. In fact, he was known in those days as a modern preacher of his time. And he speaks about his conversion in 1779 and about how he realises that Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God, his substitution for his sin. And he writes this. What may I transfer my guilt to another? Has God provided an offering for me that I may lay my sins on his head? Then, God willing, I will not bear them on my own soul one moment longer. Accordingly, I sought to lay my sins on the sacred head of Jesus. And on the Wednesday began to experience hope of mercy. On the Thursday, the hope increased. On the Friday and the Saturday, it became more strong. And on the Sunday morning, Easter day, April 4th, I awoke early in the morning with these words on my heart and my lips. Jesus Christ is risen today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From the hour that hour, my peace flowed in rich abundance into my soul. And at the Lord's table, I had the sweet access to God through my blessed Saviour. Today, friend, as we look towards Easter Sunday, this Easter Sunday, the 4th of April, you too can have this blessed release, that sweet experience with God. What you need to do is this, you need to acknowledge him, you need to acknowledge your wrong, you need to repent of your sin and you need to start following him. Ask the Lord to forgive you of your past and start to follow him. If you need help to do that, contact us at the church. We would love to pray with you and love to help you walk with God. Church today, let's live with our sacrificial faith, laying it all down again, that we may honour the one who loves us so much.